And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And you know what? I'm just going to stop saying that we use social, that I primarily talk about social media because we don't. We just toss it in there on occasion um, because we talk more about how to market your business. But that said, I did meet today's guest via social media, so see, I got that back in there. So please join me in welcoming Matt Brennan to today's program. Hi, how are you? Oh, doing fabulous, doing fabulous. So for people who don't know you, let me give a little bit of your bio. So Matt Brennan is a Chicago-based marketing writer who has helped businesses tell stories that sell since 2009. He specializes in blogging, website content, press releases, and other forms of marketing content. Matt has helped publicly traded companies, school districts, and small to medium-sized businesses with their content marketing goals. In addition to his client work, he blogs about content marketing at MatthewLBrennan.com. His marketing writing has also appeared on high-profile industry websites such as ProBlogger, Business to Community, and Addicted to Success. Matt is a former award-winning journalist. His stories have been published in Boy's Life, the Chicago Sun-Times, and several local magazines and newspapers. He loves feature writing and storytelling and transferring those skills to the business community. When Matt is not working, he's probably spending time with his lovely wife, Meg, three-year-old son, Jamie, and their German Shepherd mix, Captain. He may be writing about whatever wacky things his son did at spiralingupwards.com. Matt loves music, and his obsession with the Cubs has Cubs baseball has finally paid (laughs) off. Yay, Cubs. I grew up watching the Cubs because back when I was a kid, uh, you know, a while ago, every every cable network carried WGN and not a lot of, you know, the other 900 channels that we have. So yay, Cubs. (laughs) I think a lot of them still do. I think think WGN has created the national audience. It did. Well, and it's funny, you know, we're, I talk about digressing. We're really digressing <laughs> here. Um, they, they, uh, the cable networks were, you know, they, it really was not a lot of channels when I grew up. So <clears throat> I'm dating myself, but we got TBS and WGN. So you could pick between rooting for the Cubs or the Braves. And it was really funny because my grandmother was a huge baseball fan. And, you know, so we, I really did grow up watching the Cubs and, and it's been fun to see, you know, their success this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, they, they finally did it. And, you know, the game seven of that world series, my gosh, they certainly weren't going to make it easy. Oh, I know. (laughs) It was like, Oh, you know, they just wanted to give everybody heart attacks. (laughs) That game had everything rain delay, extra innings. I know. It went till like really, really late here in Atlanta. Um, Yeah, I guess it would be an hour later than it went in Chicago. Finally, everybody got to celebrate. So that was very cool. Yeah. But you know what? We can learn a business lesson from that. (laughs) There you go. And that is to persevere. Um, You know, you might think that that things aren't going your way and you want to give up. You want to phone it in. You want to just do the bare minimum. 
and you can't, you know, and, and it just really does go to show that if you stick with it and use all the tools that you have available to you, you can become a successful business or maintain your success. So oh, what a good segue. Aren't I good? There you go. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. So, so let's talk about some of those marketing tools because you are a blogging expert. And I love that because I think, and, you know, I, and, and, you know, I firmly believe this, Every business should, to some degree, be blogging. But tell us first, you know, why you think businesses need to be blogging. Sure. Um, the 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 biggest benefit to blogging, you know, first of all, is you know, it, say you would normally have a business website with you know maybe five, ten, twenty pages. Mm -hmm. um, for a small business, that wouldn't be uncommon. Well, a blog will give you you know uh, hundreds to, you know, if you're at it long enough, thousands of, of indexed pages. And what right. those pages do are they serve as an entry point for a mm -hmm. reader into your website. So, you know, maybe you don't have, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be beyond like, uh, you know, best painters in Chicago. If you're looking for somebody right. to paint your house, you know, maybe you'll get uh, uh, a blog post about like the types of paint you should be using or, you know, mm -hmm. something um, along those lines. So it's, it really serves as that extra window into right. your, into your site mm -hmm. and, and that can help. Well, and of course the, the more content you have, the more Google likes it. Yeah. The more, and, and obviously it likes fresh content. So if you're blogging fairly often, then Google goes, Ooh, this must be an active business and let's move it up on the, the rankings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, th that's, that's a, a, a big part of it too, because if you have that static HTML website that hasn't been updated in you know months or longer, um, it will it will fall in the in the search rankings. So the, the blogging definitely keeps it up there. Right. So you know one of the the things that I hear the most from business owners when I tell them you know you really should be blogging is <coughs> excuse me. I don't have anything important to say, or I don't have anything anybody would care about. What do you tell people when they say that to you? Um, you know, that there, you can have all sorts of, you know, the, you can get ideas from all sorts of different places. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you know, in, in the last few meetings with customers, what are some of the common questions that customers are asking? Okay. Um, you know, that, that might help. Um, you can, if with, with uh, kind of a rudimentary knowledge of Google Keyword Planner, um, mm -hmm. you can go in and type in certain keywords um, and see how many people have searched for that. So, you know, if, you're good, if there's just a, a bunch of searches for a specific keyword, then you, you have your built-in audience. Um, right. You know, so there are ways to bring this back to, um, you know, to interest more people. Um, mm -hmm. There was a guy, I, I think his name, uh, Marcus Sheridan. Mm -hmm. He was a pool installer. And uh, he started answering a lot of different questions on his blog about, you know, like how to install, what kinds of, what kinds of things to do. And he, he okay. built his business up that way. You know, mm -hmm. the, the blog was a big part of it. So Right. Well, and you mentioned the example of a painter, you know, and, 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 and I would imagine a lot of painters really would think 
they don't have anything to share. But, but you know, some of the common things that I would imagine they get asked is how long should it take? Yeah. What's the process? Um, you know, what paint should be used? <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of people want to know about insurance and liability and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's great to go with the frequently asked questions because if one person asked, other people are right, curious also. Right. You know, if, if there's a question that you get asked a number of times by your clients, Chances mm-hmm. are, you know, there's an, uh, a built-in audience for that um, online. Right. So, You know, and, and it doesn't always have to be about your business. You know, you want to somehow maybe tie it in, but it doesn't have to be, these are the types of paint to use. Right. You know, maybe instead you talk about Christmas lighting or, you know, the, the sun damage to a home or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, the... When you when you're when you blog that much, you know when you mm-hmm. when you blog re- repeatedly, not everything needs to be you know at at the center at the core of you know of what you do. Um, the right. sun damage might be a, a great one because it'd be you know maybe it's a common reason that that people hire you to mm-hmm. you know to paint. So uh, yeah, there's any number of ways in. And the affiliation, I mean, it should have something to do with your business, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, why you should hire a painter every time Mm -hmm. or like, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be that, um, that salesy. And then Mm -hmm. most of the time it shouldn't. Right. Well, and one thing that businesses need to keep in mind is the fact that they went to that, the, the person who's reading went to your website for information. So you need to give them information. Right. You know, and not only that, but, you know, they're only going to spend a couple seconds. Right. Checking to see if, if yours is the, the, the blog post that's going to give them what they're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the attention span of someone who finds your, your post and a page full of search options is going to be small. Um, right. You know, they're they're only going to spend a couple seconds there. So if you spend mm-hmm. that time, if you spend that window of opportunity, you know, making some cheap sales pitch, or you know, uh, doing something along those lines, it it it's probably not going to pan out real well. Um, right. You know, like on that. Uh, you know, w- when you talk about that post, uh, you know, uh, with with like the you know the. Sun, the sun, um, sorry, the sun paint, you know, the sun, mm-hmm. you right. know, sun damage, sun mm-hmm. damage, uh, that's going to, um, you know, you, you, you want to get to that real quick. You want to, mm-hmm. you like, what do they need to do, you know, right, right away or, or that's right. just not going to, you know, hold their attention for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw a study recently and I believe it said that they have now determined that we, as in humans, and it may have even been more finite as in Americans, have an attention span shorter than a goldfish. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and you think about that, that really is just seconds. Bef- you know, the goldfish kind of looks at you at the, you know, and then goes, okay. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I tell people we have the attention span of a gnat, but yeah, a they really did study and, and determine that people have the attention span that is less than a goldfish. Mm-hmm. So if you don't capture them with, say, your title or a graphic, they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and especially if they Googled and found multiple results, mm-hmm. you have to capture them and then keep them there with your content. Yeah, that headline, it, it really is important for that reason. 
you you need uh, a headline that's got that just states that benefit very very obviously, mm-hmm. and you know tells people exactly what they're going to get from clicking on your post. Right. You know, and and you mentioned the fact that you have to talk about the main thing right up front. You know, whether it's your first paragraph or your, mm-hmm. your title. Because people aren't going to read down to the third or fourth paragraph to find out what it's really about. Right. If, you know, if the answer's in the third or fourth paragraph and, you know, your first, second, and third paragraphs don't really hint at, you know, like, aren't aren't written to engage people, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're going to run into trouble. You know, right. that, that's, that's how you lose people. And, you mm-hmm. know, if they go away, they're on to the next search result. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not coming back. Right. Well, and you know, that it does differ a bit if you've really built up an audience and they know, you know, that, that yeah. your content is important, but for the average reader who may have never stumbled across you before, they're not going to read past the first paragraph. Right. And that's part of what <laughs> blogging can help you accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you've been at it long enough, you can build that trust through, right. you know, the, you know, Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the answer is a little further down on this post, but I've been Mm -hmm. through, you know, five or six or more of his other posts and, Mm -hmm. you know, the trust is there that you will get Mm -hmm. to it and the payoff will be worth it. Right. But that takes time. That's not something that's built in. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the fact that you mentioned that it can't be buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. And, you know, you mentioned that it can't just be a sales thing. You know, I'm, I have a, a Facebook friend who is very passionate about what she does. She sells nutritional supplements, mm-hmm. you know, and it's great that she's very passionate about it, but that is the only thing she ever talks about. And, you know, and, and not only is it, you know, that, that she has these nutritional supplements and, you know, and, and again, it's great that she's passionate about them. The only other thing she talks about is how much she has benefited you know, she got the car, she got the trip, she got the this, you know, all, and, and it's, you know, me, 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 me. And we have to remember when we're writing, whether it's social media or a blog post or our marketing content, it's all about the reader. Right. So how do you really work with folks to get them to see that it's not about me, it's about the reader? Well, you know, in that example, in that case, I think, you know, asking if, you know, if there are, uh, readers or customers that have been helped, you know, that, you know, convincing this person that the, uh, that the benefit it, if a customer is benefited, you know, that how, how good it would be to explain mm-hmm. that and right. to, to get that out in front, because sometimes those testimonials, um, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, just that, that other voice, and that can be a great blog post too, is, you know, just a case study on, mm-hmm you know, what these nutritional supplements have done for, for this other person, um, Mm -hmm. and get some of that focus off of you. I think that that's kind of a good, how I got in the business story, but Mm -hmm. yeah, to continue that theme over blog post after blog post, you know, that, that would wear and Mm -hmm. it might not, um, you know, carry the same weight after a little bit of time. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, testimonials are so fantastic. I mean, you know, there's a reason why LinkedIn has the recommendation section and, you know, all of these various things, because I can tell you that my service is the greatest thing in the world and you might buy from me. But if I say, 
you know, Matt thinks that my right. service is the greatest thing. And and it's funny because people don't even have to know who that other person is. No. Now, it has to be a real person. But, you know, long gone are the days when we make up people because, you know, that's, that's a problem. Now, you know, there's obviously sometimes privacy issues and all sorts of stuff where you can't use their name. Right. But, but even if you, you have, know, like, the first name in a, in right, an, initial and a, an initial or something, mm-hmm. something along those lines, you can still um, get – you know, good results with that because really right. like it's just it's somebody on your website that's not quite convinced that they should buy and then that third party validation can can really help right you know and and it's funny because you know we all want to be like somebody else you know or sure. it's you know it, so you know maybe mr smith says hey this is a great product well, I think Mr. Smith is great and I look up to him or, you know, he's a great business person. So if Mr. Smith says it's great, well, then golly, I better try it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that's a big part of it. Right. You know, and it's funny that, and, and I'm going to go on a tangent, prepare yourself. <laughs> what I don't like are the, the celebrity endorsements, you know, and where you know that they were paid to, to do that. Um, you know, now if I can tell that that celebrity, that sports figure, that whoever really does use that, Mm -hmm. then okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. But if it's pretty clear that they were paid to do it, um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of one of those where I'm like, yeah, right. Why would I believe you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, the better way to do it, like would be if, you know, Michael Jordan really came out of a locker room wearing Nike airs or, you know, like whatever the, whatever the case may be, I think, you know, like that, having them use the product is probably, you know, more powerful than, you know, just, uh, the, the commercial. Right. Right. I, I remember, well, there's, you know, the commercials are still running the Matt McConaughey commercials for Lincoln, oh my the, gosh. the car, Lincoln. And I mean, you know, some of them are pretty silly and some of them are pretty out there, but I saw an interview with him somewhere and he said, honestly, I drive Lincolns. He said, if you look, that is what I drive. He said, that is why I promote them. He's, you know, and, and he said, that's, you know, that, so I'm comfortable promoting them because it is a, a car that I drive. And right there, that did far more right. than any of the commercials. Right. You know, my, my gut instinct and, you know, without any way to prove it, but my gut instinct would be, you know, if, if, if that interview was, you know, really pushed out there and publicized, right. that, that could have, mm-hmm. you know, more weight. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, you know, when I think of those Lincoln commercials, I think of the Saturday Night Live with uh, yes. Tim Carey. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, those were goofy. Well, and, you know, that's where testimonials really get tricky is, you know, if they're too glowing, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, or, you know, all of those things, which, you know, to, to bring it back to blogging, you know, it's, it's interesting when I read comments on people's blogs, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can tell that somebody probably said, hey, would you mind putting a little comment down there? Because it's, you know, just, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and blah, and yeah. like, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, and, and but but yeah, it's it's interesting and people need to, to tread very carefully with testimonials. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because you're, you're exactly right when they, you know, um, the that Matthew McConaughey one is arguably very glowing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very, and out just there. weird. And it, I mean, I don't yeah. need to see him put his contacts on. That's just, right. you know. <laughs> but it became fodder for, you know, satire <laughs> after, right. afterward. And mm-hmm. that's why. 
Right. And, you know, you don't want your business to be like that. And I don't care if you are the painter or, you know, the car dealership or, or whatever. It needs to be real and it needs to be authentic. Absolutely. Well, and to me, that's why businesses need to blog because you can give people your, you mentioned it before, that trust factor, that know, like, and trust. Right. They can get to know you through the blog. Right, right. And your blog can be, you know, an area where you just, you know, you give away your expertise mm -hmm. and, you know, that expertise, you know, maybe somebody's got a question about how to do something in your industry. Right. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe somebody wants to paint their own room, mm -hmm. but I can guarantee you if they get in a little bit over their head, you know, if you had good information on your blog, then, you know, you're probably the person they're going to call. Right. So it might feel like you're you're giving a little away for free, but mm -hmm. but that trust factor is worth it. Mm -hmm. Right, and and it is true. You become that trusted resource, mm -hmm. um, you know. And 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 it's funny because I have people who say, "Well, why should I give it away? You know, why should I tell them my top five tips or, or you know whatever it is?" Mm -hmm. And it is exactly that. It's because you know maybe you're giving it away for free now, but think right. of it more as you're providing added value. Right. And then when they really need you or they know someone who really needs you, they go, oh, my gosh, you have got to talk to Matt. Right, right. Because you go back to that search page, mm -hmm. you know, where, like, say your blog post came up mm -hmm. and you're in a lot of competition there. And, right. You know, if you're the, the, the more information that you're giving away, the better information that you're giving away, I can guarantee you, no matter how good those five tips are, you know, somebody else probably has you know, at least some kind of version of three of them, <laughs> you know, so, right. um, you know, that information is, is out there, it's available and, you know, uh, having it readily there for, uh, a customer who wants it is, is going to work to your advantage somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, when, when I'm talking to businesses about blogging, you know, and, and they've kind of gotten past the, okay, well, you know, people really do care about their content. Mm -hmm. The next thing they say is, how often do I need to blog? <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and I love that. That is such a weighted question. So what yeah. do you tell a business when you're working with them when they say, oh, you know, I don't have time. Yeah. I can't do this. Blah, 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 it, blah. It, it's essentially yeah. like, I, I want to do this. I see the value, but I don't have, right. you know, the, mm -hmm. the time. Um, but I, I do think like, you know, you're out there to, you know, to give that, that quality information out, um, you're looking to build that trust and establish that trust. And that's going to take some effort. Um, right. so if you're looking to, you know, to really build up value for a potential customer, for readers, mm -hmm. you know, um, it probably is going to take at least once a week. Right. And, you know, that, you, that's with, you know, good quality content out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're if your goals are loftier than that, if you want to become, you know, one of the, you know, true industry leaders, it's probably going to take more than that. Right. And, you know, that, it takes effort. It's, it's a lot mm -hmm. of work. Well, and maybe the way for businesses to think about it is, you know, say there's somebody who goes to a networking event three times a week. To, to make contacts sure. or to, you know, keep promoting themselves. If they took away one of those times, so, you know, that's like a, probably a two-hour time span, 
and focused on writing their blog, they might reach even more people mm -hmm. than if they were networking. And more importantly, they might be reaching the right people because it's like we said at the start, people have come to you for that content. Right. So you're rather than going and shaking hands and handing out business cards, you use that time in a way to really reach the people who want your information. Right. It's, it's an audience that's you know, shown an interest in coming to you mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, having some sort of forced conversation because you're both there. Right. <laughs> and then you don't even talk business. Right, you start right. talking about the Cubs yes, or you know, something like that. that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, and, you know, it's, it is, it's tricky because people do think, you know, oh, I don't have time, but it is about figuring out how to reach your target market. And blogging, you know, is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's a really good point, you know, as far as like, it, you know, if you do have three networking groups, I mean, you know, uh, maybe pick one that, you know, isn't quite as strong as the other two and use that mm -hmm. window. Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, you can set the alarm earlier, um, right. you know, those kinds of things. I mean, they're, they're somewhere in your day, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you want something bad enough. Um, you know, there's, there are ways to prioritize. Right. Now, one of the things you mentioned is that, you know, no matter how often you blog, it's got to be good content. Um, I remember there was somebody that I followed and I have stopped following him <laughs> because he was under the impression or the instruction or the whatever that he had to blog every single day. And a vast majority of his posts were so clear that he was thinking, <sighs> what am I going to write about today? This is really stupid. I'm, you know, and, and yeah. so when, when he had something important to say, you missed it yeah. because the other five times that week and, and he really did blog every single day. Now they were short, mm -hmm. you know, they were usually just a paragraph. So, you know, you read through them very quickly, but I could tell that he was struggling for content mm -hmm. and I was thinking, you know, blog once a week and take those five ideas and do one blog. Right. Yeah. You can, you can run it together. Um, yeah, you know, as long as they're, you know, thematically somewhat right. close, um, mm -hmm. you know, you could you save it and, you know, and, and run like one list post or one, mm -hmm. you know, something along those lines. Right. And, right. um, yeah, that, that might be all he needed. Um, mm -hmm. it just depends. But yeah, when you, when you put that kind of content out there that frequently, um, it's got to hit home or otherwise mm -hmm. it's going to have that, that, that effect and guessing you might not be the only one that, right. <laughs> you know, that noticed And it's that. funny because he's a big name blogger, um, you know, and, and I, and it was the, Ooh, you have to follow him because he's a big name blogger. And, you know, pretty soon it was like, Ugh, I got another email from him and, and I wouldn't even open him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the struggle. So how do businesses, you know, we've, we've kind of walked around this. How do they get ideas? Because I think this really is something that anybody struggles with. You know, we've talked about frequently asked questions. What else can people do to really be thinking about what to write about? Um, one of the things that, that I do, you know, and this, uh, it's not really anything specific other than um, carry a notebook. Okay. And um, there's, when you, when you push your mind really hard at mm -hmm. one time to say, I got to come up with ideas. That's when you start to bang your head against the wall a little bit. Right. So and you come up with the content that's snooze fast. Right. You know, take out 
take out the garbage, empty the dishwasher, mm-hmm. take the dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. Do a couple of those things to break up your morning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, go for a little drive, whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you know, those, those ideas don't always come in the nine to five and they don't always come exactly when you really want them to. Right. So, um, you know, just kind of carrying that notebook and just thinking about the what kind of content, uh, what kind of information are, are my customers really going to benefit from? Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what do they want to see? And, right. you know, you kind of putting it in that context. So maybe it's uh, tips for buying in your industry. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the best, uh, the best products, you know, mm-hmm. the best, you know uh, reviewing something or uh, a, uh, you know, kind of an opinion piece about some popular news in your industry. Um, Mm -hmm. These kinds of things. So if you start to put it in the context uh, or a how to post list Mm -hmm. post, um, if you start start thinking about the kinds of posts that you want to write and sometimes the ideas just naturally form around that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I mentioned before uh, Google Keyword Planner where you can just kind of type type some stuff in and see what hits. Mm -hmm. And if there if there is an easy post that you can write around a keyword that's already getting, you know, some kind of action that that can help too. Mm-hmm. What do you think about following <gasps> your competitors? I think it's a, a, I think it's a good idea to follow your competitors. I think it's mm-hmm. a good idea to be up with what they're doing. Okay. But, you know, I think you need to decide, you know, whether or not, the post that they wrote, like, you know, maybe there is a post that they wrote that if you adopt it as your own would go really mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but you don't need to feel obligated to, you know, right. because they wrote about it doesn't mean that you have to, too. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier with you um, that, you know, I was a former, former journalist mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's packed journalism. <laughs> it's, you right. know, it's, it's writing. The what is everybody else because, writing? Matt? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. You know, there's, you know, journalists do it because they're afraid to show up in front of their editor when, you know, the competitor had a story that they didn't. Right. Uh, you don't need to, to, to feel that way as a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and of course, we're never saying to, to copy what your competitors are no. doing, but... You know, and, and maybe it's not even in your industry. You know, maybe you just see that, oh, well, people are posting five tips about. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, all those various things. And there's there's always complementary industries. And that's a, a great thing to be following because, you know, you might actually develop link backs and, and all sorts of things right. and, and, you know, bigger business relationships. Right. You know, I, for, for example, I'm a, I'm a freelance writer. Uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, I do a lot of work with various businesses and things of that nature, but I do a lot of business with, um, marketing agencies, web design mm-hmm. companies, you know, people who are in very related, uh, industries mm-hmm. that are servicing the same type of clientele at the same time who have the same needs. So it's a natural, right. uh, power partner, um, mm-hmm. you know, setup. So if I take a look at a blog, um, that, that focuses around web design mm-hmm. or something of that nature, I can very easily find, you know, some ways that, you know, it re- it can relate back to content. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's just an example that came to my mind. 
Right. Well, you know, we, we talked at the start about the painter. So maybe there's, say, a, a, sure, you know, a Sherwin-Williams blog. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then, you know, you, that the painter can be talking about that. And, you know, is Sherwin-Williams going to write back or, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you never know. Um, right. You know, right. and, and especially in the, the day and age of social media mm-hmm. where, you know, because, hello, when you blog, you also need to put it on your Facebook pages and all those things. You know, I've seen it happen more than once where the business responds and says, hey, thank you for mentioning us or, you know, all those various things. And so you got in front of their audience. Right, and that's the right. big thing. Yeah, that's huge. And even like with the painter, you know, maybe there's uh, some natural tie-ins uh, with uh, like a, a handyman blog mm-hmm. uh, right. or something like that, too, where, right. you know, like the handyman is talking about you know how to replace drywall. Well, mm-hmm. part of, you know, part of the finish is probably going to be painting it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, things like that, you know, just looking right. for those like those natural places where you can kind of dovetail yourself in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, that, it just understanding where your business fits. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it comes back to asking or knowing what your customer wants. Um, I saw a post on Facebook the other day where somebody was getting ready to write and, and he had all these ideas. And so he actually put them as a poll on Facebook, which, you know, which one of these ideas would you like me to write about next? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great you idea. Know, he asked his audience and I thought that was really pretty cool. Yeah. Now you don't want to do that every time or they're going to think what, you know, you, you can't you, have any, you, any you don't ideas. Know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, no, but I think, uh, you know, you know, as a one or two time thing and, you know, like if you're genuinely, uh, torn between the two, uh, it, it could work and it's a, it's a mm-hmm. different way to engage your audience at the time. Right. Well, and say you listed five things, you know, five, sure. five ideas that you were thinking about writing about. Yeah. You're probably still going to write about those five things, but now you've put them in priority. Right. You know, right. And, and, and that's kind of a, a cool thing too. Or if, you know, one of those five things got hardly any votes. Right. You know, yeah. Maybe back to the drawing board mm-hmm. with the idea. Right. Maybe there's another right. way to, to, um, you know, tie it in, but mm-hmm. that, that can be a good indicator. Right. Well, you know, one of the questions, so, so we've convinced people they have to write a blog. They can get all these good content ideas. They really should probably do it once a week, you know, and they're not going to die doing it. The next big question is how long, you know, how long should somebody, you know, be writing a post? You know, what, what is the, I don't know that there's an average length anymore because I mentioned, you know, one person did a paragraph, but kind of rule of thumb. What do you think on the length? Uh, well, you know, the, the short answer is it depends. Right. (laughs) Um, but, uh, just for a frame of reference, Google, if you're interested in uh, SEO, which most small businesses should be, that's uh, search engine optimization, um, mm-hmm. you know, how your post ranks. Um, if you're interested in that, it needs to be at least 300 words. Okay. So, you know, that's the minimum length that Google will index content. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not very long. You right. Know, that's, that's really that's, just a couple paragraphs. Right. It, 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 it really is. It's it, if you're typing in Microsoft Word, it's shorter than a page as mm-hmm. long as it's not double spaced with a huge font. 
Right. Yeah. I I remember cheating, you know, like when we were in high school and college. Two page paper. It had to be two page. Okay. Well, then we had three inch margins. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not fudging it in in, in any Mm -hmm. any of that way, um, yeah, then you know it's really shorter than a page. It's three four paragraphs um, at the most. So not a whole lot of depth and a lot of topics. You know, maybe that's all that it takes. Right. But if you're if you're going into something you know that that does require more depth, um, I've seen a lot of posts that range anywhere between like a thousand words and maybe twenty five hundred words. Wow. And some of those posts get incredible traction if you pick the right topic and you write right. about it in a in a compelling way. You can go into a lot more depth, and you can mm-hmm. keep your reader. So. Right. You know, just make sure it's engaging, you know, make sure that headline is real strong and every sentence in the post is, you know, kind of geared to keep people reading to the next and, uh, you know, a good call to action. Now, uh, when you write that long, there's kind of a series of uh, things that you can do to break up that content as well. So it's not like a 2000 word block of text. Um you can use you can you can throw a couple bulleted lists in there. You okay. can use subheads to to break up uh, content. Mm-hmm. You can do shorter paragraphs. Um, really, you know, the, the paragraphs in a blog post are you know, should be two to three sentences. You know, they mm-hmm. they don't really need to be much more than that. It's not like an academic paper where mm-hmm. you know it's uh, you know s- you know seven eight sentences in a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So those kinds of things can help block, uh, break up large blocks of text and, mm-hmm. and make a longer post easier on your reader. Right. But, um, you know, the, the more complex the product, the more complex the service, you know, mm-hmm. the more it's going to lend itself to a longer uh, uh, topic as well. Right. Well, and it may just be something as simple as you've got a thousand words that could be broken into three different posts. Yes. And that can be too. You know, it, it just, it, it just depends. Um, you know, there, if it, a blog series, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you can have like, you know, three or four posts around a certain topic, but right. uh, like, say if you're in the business of selling cars, mm-hmm. it's going to take more words to convince people you know, to, to establish that trust right. and to ultimately sell, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, if you're selling, you know, bubble gum, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, right. you know, something that, that just doesn't, you, you'd have a hard time listing out all the benefits to, mm-hmm. you know, to bubble gum. Right, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so naturally, you know, that might lend itself to some shorter posts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've convinced people they, they need to do a blog, how long it needs to be, all those various things. And they're, they're, they're still going, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't do this. I write bad. I write poorly. Hmm, what's my grammar there? Um, I write good. And uh, that's it. I, I don't write good. <laughs> um, and so you actually provide a service, correct? Yeah. Um, so you're a blog consultant. So tell us more about what a blog consultant is and what someone can expect when they work with one. Sure. Um, I can work with customers in a number of ways. Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a freelance writer and I've, you know, I will, um, you know, uh, write the posts on, you know, a monthly basis, 
and um, you know kind of work with businesses that way. Uh, but I also, you know, if somebody is kind of looking for uh, a method or a strategy to get involved with uh, or to, to start their, their content strategy, mm-hmm. I can work with them that way. I can, you know, help them map out that content strategy. What is the best thing? What is the best way for their business to go forward? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's, you know, finding those post ideas or uh, finding ideas that, that do naturally lend themselves better to search optimization, um, okay. you know, those kinds of things um, mm-hmm. and kind of put that, you know, help them establish that program, help them establish uh, that strategy and, and keep that moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've also got the, the book, um, you know, I just uh, wrote, wrote um, a book called write, write, sell now. And mm-hmm. uh, the book is about how to create content that'll grow your business. Okay. So those are well, and, some of the very you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to read your book. So tell us a little bit more about it and you know why it's it's something that, that somebody really needs to be reading. Sure. It starts with, um, first off, like why blogging and why content is a must. Um, you know, kind of uh, answer some of the questions that we went over at the beginning of the interview as far mm-hmm. as, um, you know, just establishing that window into your business. And then, um, you know, kind of some of the things, uh, and I pull from some of the, some old journalism strategies, um, and, you know, just talk about like the importance of the headline, the importance of writing content that's going to keep people invested from start mm-hmm. to finish and the kind of content that builds trust, you know, as businesses, it's the default to go back into sell mode. Whereas with blogging, you know, you really do want to provide that information and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, provide value uh, as you move forward to, to establish that relationship. Right. You know, and, and it's, it is about, you know, we, we can't say this enough, establishing that relationship. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want people to actually look forward to getting your content and, you know, and maybe it's not something that they are going to use, but if you've written it in a way that is compelling, mm-hmm. they may still read it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's just about, you know, kind of entertainment value, you know, just writing something that people can, you know, get from start to finish and, and really feel like they, they, walked away learning something or they walked away, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with, uh, just a little better off than when they started. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's interesting, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the book, you know, and, and of course one of the topics in the book and, and that we've also talked about is having that good subject line. And so I'm looking on your blog right now. Mm-hmm. See, here I am. And, and I love these titles, you know, because I think what happens is people think they have to get cutesy with their titles. And it's just like a newspaper. And, you know, if, if you don't know what the story is from the, this, the title, then you're not, not going to read it. So I'm just going to read off a couple of your titles. So giving your audience what they want, developing a successful content marketing plan, the ultimate copy editing checklist for publishing the best content, nine tips for becoming a better blogger. You know, I could go on and on, but clearly when I hear those titles, I know exactly what your blog post is about. And maybe I think, well, okay, you know, I'm not a beginning blogger, so I don't need to read that one. But, ooh, this one's a better one. And and because you've been so clear on your title, I know exactly what I want to read. Well, that, that, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, straightforward is kind of what I'm going for. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that there, there shouldn't be any mystery, um, as far as like, you know, what you get from, you know, clicking on the, on the post. Right. You know, and, and, and I mentioned that people try and do cutesy titles and I think they do it. I shouldn't say the word cutesy. They, they do attention grabbing yeah. and, you know, and, and, and so they're writing a title hoping that you'll see that title and go, oh my gosh, I have to read this. <laughs> then it really had nothing to do with the post Early. or, you know, all those, no, don't do that to your reader. There went your trust factor. It, um, it's called clickbait. Right. Yeah. Right. And and we've all seen it. Oh, you yeah. know, there's you, and you whether it's advertising next. or blog posts or, you know, PR or whatever. Yeah, you know, you got sucked in by that title and then you realize, wait a minute, that's not what this is about. You'll never guess what happened next. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and then the other thing that I love and, and let's really talk about this are images. Yeah. Because you know and and sometimes images truly are Maybe it's the product, you know, that, that you have. And so you've got an image of the widget or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, images are also what capture someone's attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now the big thing, folks listening out there, do not go and borrow or steal images that you find on the Internet. You know, going to images.google.com and finding something. No, those things are copyrighted. Bad, bad, bad. You know, don't, you know, and, and there's a reason why you have to buy those because mm-hmm. somebody put, it's their business to, to sell those. I mean, you know, that's their live, their livelihood. So, you know, don't, don't do that. But what are your sources for images? Because it's funny. I used to use iStock mm-hmm. and I would buy the subscription and I paid like $30 and each image ended up, you know, and you, you bought credits and each image would end up being, you know, a couple credits and hmm, they've done away with that. The last image I bought, I wasn't paying attention. I thought I was doing it under my credit thing and ah, it cost me $70. Ooh. Um, Yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, and clearly I just wasn't paying attention. This is my fault and not theirs, but where do you get images? You know, because they're free and they are paid. So, mm-hmm. where do you look for images? I have a couple sites that that I use. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is freeimages.com. Okay. And the other one is uh, Unsplash. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and they have you know some nicer looking photos there, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Um, so, we don't play one on TV. Right, you know, all that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, you know, just kind of reading through the terms, it, mm-hmm. you know, blog posts uh, looked like an acceptable usage. Right. And, you know, they, you don't, you know, with most of them, you don't need to give credit and all mm-hmm. that. So, right. um, you know, those, those are two sites. But if you just Google um, – uh, free image resources you can find mm-hmm. there's a lot of blog posts out there with um, you know different listing different sites that mm-hmm. that um, that offer free images for uses like blogging so mm-hmm. um, you can find stuff just make sure that you know that that, that is an acceptable usage and that you're following right that stuff. right yeah because some of them say not for commercial use right <laughs> which means you could put it on your personal Facebook page, but not on your blog mm. because hello, you're trying to sell something ultimately with your blog. Now that said, obviously there are personal blogs, but you know, if you're doing this for business now, right, and, right. or maybe it is that you just need to give credit or, you know, I've seen them where they've said for X number of uses. And I thought, okay, that's kind of hard to, to define. You know, sure. how, how many times did somebody click on it? And when I hit, you know, 10,001, what the heck happens? Or, um, you know, with X number of uses, I would, interpret that as you know 
putting it on your blog post would be one use. I don't know. Right. I don't, yeah. So that, that's interesting too. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know. Um, but I've seen them where they're, um, like it's, it's like not, it's, it's worded so that like you can't use it on a promotional product. Right. Um, and that to me would seem like a coffee mug, uh, mm-hmm. a calendar. Yeah. Right. Like and maybe even of, a brochure, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, so it, there's a lot of ambiguity and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is good to know. Well, and the nice thing is there is a lot of resources. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you found an image that was perfect, but maybe not, you know, something that you want to buy or can use. Just keep looking. You know, yeah. this is this is something to, to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so what are your favorite resources for somebody who is, you know, blogging, whether they're a beginning blogger, they've been doing it for months, years. You know, what resources do you recommend to people? Sure. Um there's a lot of sites that that I look at on a, a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, ChrisBrogan.com. Okay, he's a he's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Copy Blogger. Mm-hmm. They have you know some really really great information as far as uh, blogging and really anything content um, related. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, HubSpot. HubSpot's mm-hmm. really good. There's another one, um, and this is who I was thinking of with the like the the two thousand to twenty five hundred word posts. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Patel. Like oh, he's kind of he's interesting. He's kind of like a, like the, the mad scientist with content mm-hmm. marketing. Okay, um, he does a lot of um, it's called A B testing, um, mm-hmm. where you're you're testing material back and forth to to see what works best as far as conversions mm-hmm. and stuff like that goes. And that can be a little more in depth, maybe a little more intimidating if you're not used to it. But uh, there's some great information in there, and it'd be a, a good way to kind of learn some of the the more technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and and more than anything, I think people need to remember it takes practice. You know, I I mentioned to you before we were uh, starting the program that for years people, you know, I would tell people you have to blog, you have to blog, you have to blog. And they would say, ooh, we want to read your blog. And I went, ooh, because I didn't blog. Mm-hmm. And the problem was I wanted it to be absolutely perfect before I ever posted it. And it took me several years to actually figure out. Now, I mean, okay, you shouldn't have spelling errors, shouldn't have grammatical errors, right. all those various things. But, it, you know, there is death by edit. You know, and, and when you have something that you think is okay, post it. Yeah. You know, you can, yes, you know, it, it really should be grammatically correct and all those various things. And so, you know, write it in Word, do spell check, maybe even have somebody else read it. Mm-hmm. All those various things. But it, what's important is just to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with everything you just said. It's, uh, um, you know, kind of a process that you, you learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's not the end of the world to make a mistake. Right. You know, if you, you know, if you write a post that, you know, doesn't get much traffic, try something else mm-hmm. and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what you can do to, to, to correct that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's trial and error. And then if you fall into, uh, you know, something that works, then, you know, how can you use that? How can you repeat that? 
mm-hmm. and you know maybe write more posts in that style, uh, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's just a, like you said, trial and error, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, putting stuff out there. Right. Well, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned a couple of times is to have a call to action. Mm-hmm. You know, we and so talk to us about what a call to action is and why we shouldn't just write and send it off into the ozone. Why do we need that call to action? Yeah. Yeah, because your readers aren't necessarily going to know what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, you can't just assume. Mm-hmm. Um, a call to action can be to buy. You know, right. uh, it can be, you know, to call, uh, mm-hmm. email, download, share, comment, all those mm-hmm. things. And, right. uh, you know, so it, it, it's, it just makes sense uh, to end, you know, all of your static web pages should have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, those that that's important. But your blog mm-hmm. posts too. Uh, if you've spent six hundred words, eight hundred words, uh, you know, kind of putting it out there as far as you know the best material you have on whatever tips or whatever strategy or how to do this or the list or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If the content is truly valuable above it, two sentences at the end saying you know to buy from you isn't. Mm-hmm going to be a bad thing it's not going to turn people off you right. know if you've really because we expect it i mean you know yeah. we, when you get to the end you really are expecting them to to either say buy from me or check out my website or something right right you know we're in the business of, you know the, as as bloggers as you know businesses it, it is about putting out as much information as you can you know mm-hmm. uh getting that valuable information out there but you're in business and right. you know, you need to sell. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, having that having that on there can you know really help. Right. You know, and and when we're talking about blogs, one of the things that people need to remember is the other uses for your blog. You know, you should be posting it on social media. You can publish it on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a one-time thing. And, and you know, you've mentioned several times lists. So, you know, like you had uh, that one article that was nine tips. Yeah. That's nine different Facebook posts, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, remember, that's why lists are so cool is, first of all, they are easy to read and people like lists, mm-hmm. but you can break those up into separate posts when you're posting them on social media. Yeah, you could do that. You know, um, you can um, print off your blog posts. If you meet your customers face-to-face a lot of times, print print mm-hmm. off a blog post um, with some common answers to questions. Or, right. um, you know, they can be sell sheets. They can, you know, mm-hmm. it, they can be a lot of things. You can, you know, there, there are any number of ways to... Uh, to reuse them, you could do mm-hmm. an ebook. You know, right? Um, you know, sell the ebook for a few mm-hmm. dollars. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of different uses. Right. Well, and and it's funny. Another way to get content is exactly what we're doing here. You know, with the radio program, which then becomes a podcast. That can be transcribed. Yeah. And our our mutual friend Brian Basilico does that. You know, he does his podcasts, and then those are transcribed. And that becomes a blog post. Yeah, right? any industry interview is mm-hmm. you know a great podcast. You know, there or a, a a great blog post. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, people learn and absorb information different ways. You know, you might need to make a vlog, as in a video blog. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm not saying that you're going to read your content. You know, we've all seen those where somebody is clearly just reading from their screen. <laughs> ugh, ugh. 
you know, we hate talking heads. You know, you're you're a formal journalist. You've seen lots of talking oh, heads. I have. And yeah, you know, and and so you 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 might have your blog post up as kind of something that you're generally following, but put your personality into it and and really turn it into something that you know you're giving that information in an engaging way. Absolutely. Well, um, Matt, I've about said Brian. I was thinking about a mutual <laughs> friend. Um, you know, we're we're almost to the top of the hour, yeah. and so I want people to know that yes, you are a blog consultant. But what other services can you provide to folks? Uh, just any general content uh, writing, any um, okay. any freelance writing. I do. Uh, you know, I write a lot of website content, uh, okay. blogging, press releases, uh, any anything along those lines. I've done brochures. Uh, I mainly focus on online content, but that's just because what I seem to get more of. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I've I've done a lot of the print stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, there's um, the book "Right, Right, Sell mm-hmm. Now" uh, oh, yes. on Amazon. Yes, on Amazon, right, right. So, okay, for everybody who's trying, W R W R I T E. R-I-G-H-T. I love that play on words. Write, write, sell now. How to create content that will grow your business. Just look for it online. Of course, you can get it from Brian. Or from Brian. See, now I'm stuck on that. You can get <laughs> it on Matt's website. And so tell us how to find your website. Yeah, it's MatthewLBrennan.com. Cool, cool. Well, we've got just a couple minutes left. So, you know, let's let's talk to those folks who are still on the fence about blogging. Why do they need to do it? And when do they need to do it? As in now, but why do they need to do it? Sure. Yeah, it's really just about creating that visibility. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, staying in front of your audience. You, the, the, the goal with any blog is to keep your business top of mind um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, readers, potential customers go. And a blog is a great way to do that. You know, once a week is, you know, a good uh, frequency for for accomplishing that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just uh, it's a good way to get your get the word out there. Right. You know, and and this is not hard, folks. You know, we we all think that it's difficult and, you know, and and that we're we're putting ourselves out there in a way where people could criticize us. Well, you know what? It's going to happen anyway. So but, you know, maybe the way you write is truly showing, you know, your personality, you know, short sentences or, you know, cliches, excuse me, or all of those funny things. So it's, it's okay to show your personality because like we've said several times, it's all about know, like, and trust before we're going to buy from you or to absolutely. Refer to you. I mean, like, you know, keep the, keep the topics on subject, you know, write about right. the subject. But, you know, I've mentioned the Cubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've mentioned, um, you know, the fact that I'm a father of a three-year-old. I've mentioned mm-hmm. uh, our new dog. Um, mm-hmm. Well, new. He's over He's uh, over a year with us. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, That's still new. Yeah. yeah we're mm-hmm. getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's all fun stuff. It's all stuff that kind of gives you a window into the personality. And, you know, we've mentioned no like trust, and that's definitely part of the like factor. Right, right. Well, Matt, this has been absolutely fabulous, and, and I really look forward to reading your book. So I, as we were talking, I got it ordered on Amazon. Um, but you've got tons of great tips on your website, which is MatthewLBrennan.com. So please, everybody, go there. You can find his social media stuff there so you can connect with him. 
Um, so again, Matt, this has been great. And until next time, everyone have a great week. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.